your Bibles and turn to the book of Galatians. The book of Galatians. We have often said that the Christian life is not complicated, but it is not easy. And hopefully today we will be able to see from God's perspective some key principles in living the Christian life. The book of Galatians was written because there was some confusion about about their salvation and the fact that Jesus had completely paid for their sin and it wasn't any works of the law and some were going back and adding some works that you needed to do this and this and and so it was written to address some of these things and and then to urge them to go forward in in their walk with the Lord and to really allow their life to be an example of the liberty that we have in Christ and um, the freedom that we have. And last week we talked about the liberty that we have in Christ. But in Galatians chapter 5, I want to begin reading in verse 13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh." For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I have told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another." So a key passage, and admittedly we're looking at this and, 
And I would encourage you to, if you want in a study for this week, to just study the book of Galatians. If you've been floundering um, since we aren't having Wednesday studies per se, um, give yourself to study the book of Galatians. But in this, the believers at Galatia were reminded of some key principles and were exhorted to um, make wise choices in their life that would enable them to know the fullness of life that God intended for each and every one of us. But in, in understanding this, in order for us to get to the fullness of life that God intended, we have to understand some basic, basic things. Number one, we have to understand the beast that is within us. I'm not talking about the beast as in prophecy, the false prophet and the beast and the Antichrist. I'm, I'm talking about our old nature. The, our nature that dwells within every one of us, you can call it the sin nature, the Bible calls it sin nature, the flesh, the old nature. It is what we are born with. We are born with this sin nature. And I would say the overwhelming majority of us do not have a clue at how vile and vicious and corrupt and decayed and deceitful and envious and selfish and proud and rebellious my nature is. If you've ever said, I could never do anything, maybe some atrocity, I could never do anything like that, you don't have a clue of what dwells within you. Because within us is a very, very wicked heart. And, and in understanding, it is important for us to understand, the old nature within us has never ceased to love sin, and it never will cease to love sin. It always loves sin. I wish I could tell you, I wish with all my heart that I could tell you, if you grow to a certain point, you'll get to a point that your old nature will not love sin anymore. But that is not what the Bible says. We are born with this nature. We are born with this old nature. And the the flesh that the Bible talks about is not just talking about our physical body, the flesh. It is a reference to the old ego of ours that is self-reliant and does not delight to yield to any authority. It craves sensation of self-generated power and loves the praise of man. This is, 
and we could do a whole series on the flesh, but we're just trying to to paint a picture here. The flesh is the old nature is is where our our pride springs from. We are we are pride monsters. You and I have pride manifested and overflowing when we are unkind, when we act like we know it all, when we're unable to admit failure, when we're easily offended, when we're critical, when we won't learn from others. Because we already know it all. What, what am I to learn from them? And our critical attitude, they're idiots anyway, so what would I learn from them? We do not welcome correction. We don't like to serve, or if we like to serve and are treated like a servant, then that's the real test of whether we like to serve or not. Um, we often lack compassion, are irritable and impatient, and all of that all of that springs from our old nature. And some of you are saying, that was describing my husband or my wife or my kids or my neighbor or my boss. Um No, that was describing me, okay, and you. And that's a kind description that we just gave, really. You know, the description that he gives in Galatians here, the works of the flesh, adultery and fornication and uncleanness and lewdness and idolatry and sorcery and hatred, and contentions. I mean, you know, you start through that list and we say, ah, I don't, I don't think that applies and I don't know that that would. You keep going in the list. I mean, even a, a casual perusal of the list, you're going to get there. Whoa, that hits. But if you go in and look at it, adultery, we're all adulterers. We're, we're fornicators and, and we go on, uh, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders. Well, you're angry with a brother, never murdered anyone. If you're angry with a brother without cause, if you're anger, you have anger in your heart to someone else, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said, you're guilty of murder. This is all this is all the flesh. And our old nature is always present with us. I mean, it's always there. And the old nature always leads to death. I don't just mean physical death. I mean separation from God. That is the ultimate death 
the spiritual death. If we just allow the old nature to rule in our life, we will know physical and spiritual death, separation from God forever. And in this passage, he is showing us the stark contrast to this. We're dealing with something that is beyond us, okay? This is what is in me. And again, I can't emphasize enough. We're just quickly going over this. But all of this is in us. Now, what am I going to do about it? And this is where it's important for us to understand not just the beast that is within, but for us to understand the power from without. And this is the gospel. I read recently somebody said the gospel consists basically of two things. We are really bad, terrible, awful, wicked, wretched sinners, number one. And number two, Jesus is a really kind, good, loving, amazing, long-suffering Savior. That's the darkness of it. We are really bad, vile, wretched, deceitful. And, and I have been coming to realize in Jeremiah 17:9 when he said, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Often my focus had been on the desperately wicked. God's been really showing me lately, we don't even, we don't even understand how deceitful our hearts are. In deceiving ourselves, in deceiving others, but this is what we are. But the gospel is that God so loved me while I am yet a sinner, in all this vileness, that he gave his only son to pay the penalty for my sin, God made Jesus Christ sin, who knew no sin, that I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is the gospel. That is the power from without. It doesn't come from within. I don't care um, what you do with the old nature. You can't reform it. You can't adjust it. Character does not change for the better by improving the flesh, but only by allowing it to be replaced by the Spirit of God. So, here I am, this vile, wretched being, and, and it's, I, I have my old nature. That's all I am. That's all I, I have the choice of. But someone exposes me through the Word of God, to the gospel, and I come to find out that God 
has paid the penalty of my old nature, my sin, and he's willing to forgive my sin, and I call unto Jesus Christ, and he forgives my sin, and he gives me his spirit who dwells within me. Now, before I trusted Christ, I was in bondage. The only thing I could do was obey the flesh. And the flesh is really tricky because the flesh will do good things in order so the flesh will be praised. Wow, you are the best neighbor we've ever had. We've never had a neighbor that was as kind as you are. And and we, ah, that's me. But once I come to realize I am a hopeless and helpless sinner, and I call upon Jesus to forgive my sin, now I am no longer bound by the flesh, the old nature. Now the Spirit dwells within, and this is the power from above. This is the power of God that brings salvation. This is the power of God that changes us. So Paul is writing here, and he said, you have been given liberty. You are not enslaved to the old nature anymore. You have been given the Spirit. Only do not use the Spirit as an occasion to feed the old nature. Remember the fruit of the old nature. And he, he's reminding us of this. See, the gospel came not just to give us a new destination. Not just to give us heaven someday. But the gospel, Jesus Christ came to bring Christ to us to transform our life to be able to present a Christ-like life to others to bring them from the old nature to the Spirit of God. In, in Christianity, many times we think the gospel is just about from heaven, from hell to heaven. No, the end product of evangelism is not to get you out of hell, but to get the God of heaven into you so that Christ living in you and me can bring God out into the open so he can be seen. But this is where the nitty-gritty of the Christian life. So, I, I once was lost, but now am found because of God's love. But that creates in me the beast. Make sure I'm holding up the right one. The beast within me. The power from without, and now that creates in me continually the choices that we make. Everything you do 
is either in the flesh or it is in the spirit. Everything. There's no middle ground. Everything you do is controlled by the old nature or the spirit of God. And you you need to understand living within you is a traitor that would trade, would turn on you at any moment that it can. And everything you do or think is either in the flesh or the spirit. And both the flesh and the spirit have their distinctive fruits. We read some of the fruit of the, the, the old nature. The fruit of the spirit is love. It's joy. It's peace. It's long-suffering. It's gentleness. It's goodness. It's faith. It's meekness. It's temperance, self-control. But it's not, okay, I'm a Christian. Now I need to, I need to focus on, on love and joy and peace. No. Fruit is not produced by focusing on fruit. Fruit is the result of whatever we submit to. If I submit to the old nature, I'll have envy and jealousies and strife and contentions. I'll have pride. If I submit to the Spirit, the Spirit will produce in my life love and joy and peace and so on. It's not like, I I just need to go out today and I need to be more joyous. No, we need to go out today and obey the Spirit, and the Spirit will produce the joy. Turn with me to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8 are three key, key chapters in the Bible and in understanding the Christian life. Notice verse 11 of Romans 6. Likewise also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, let not sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So he says, as a believer... Sin does not have dominion over you. It doesn't, it doesn't have to control you. You are, you are set free. You have the Spirit of God in your life. And he says in this passage, do not present your members, your body, don't present your mind as a servant to the old nature. That's what we do when we think critical thoughts, when we think essential thoughts, when we're 
thinking selfish thoughts, when we're thinking arrogant thoughts. We're, we're allowing our mind to be a servant to the old nature. He says, don't yield your members. When you throw the hammer because you hit your thumb and you let off a blue streak, you've yielded your members to the old nature. He said, don't yield your mind, don't yield your will, don't yield your emotions, don't yield your arms, your feet, your eyes, your ears to the old nature, but yield yourselves to God. What are you going to submit to? This afternoon, things won't go your way. And you will have a choice. Am I going to submit to the old nature? Or am I going to submit to the Spirit? If you submit to the Spirit, God's Spirit will produce the fruit of the Spirit. But if you submit to the old nature, and, and you know, you see it. Kids, all they have, they have the old nature controlling, all right? They flop on the ground and kick their feet and say crazy things. But... As we get older, we get more mature with that. We don't flop on the ground. We use the silent treatment. We pout. We punish. We make people suffer through knowing their hot buttons and hitting them. Oh, what? You offended? You knew they'd be offended. That's why you did it. And we respond in the old nature. And the Spirit of God is grieved within us. He said, listen, you were saved by the Spirit of God. You would be condemned already in the lake of fire were it not for the Spirit of God dwelling in you. He said, you were saved by the Spirit of God. Now walk by the Spirit of God. It isn't just about saving us, it's about transforming us. And the lie of Satan is, if I submit to the Spirit, I will be robbed of the liberty that makes life worth living. That I will be robbed of the things that I enjoy, that... If I submit to the Spirit of God, I won't really live. No, wait a minute. The old nature is death. This is life. And everything, everything we do is either motivated by the old nature, submitting to the old nature, or submitting to the Spirit. You have a lot of power. You choose what you're going to submit to. And every day, every day, all throughout the day, I may be submitting to the Spirit and something may come up and I submit to the old nature and I let it, I I yield to it. Every day, all day, I need to be conscious of walk, walk. That's the most basic form of progression. Walk in the Spirit 
And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because the spirit is greater than the flesh. Amen? And this is what Paul's saying. He says, you were saved by the spirit. Now continue to walk in the spirit. Honestly, that thought. Take captive every thought. It was that thought spirit or the old nature? I mean, how basic is that? It, it, it's one or the other. And most of the time, we're able to identify it pretty clearly. And it's, and it's understanding this. And that's why I said in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25, if you were born by the Spirit of God, then let us also walk in the Spirit. Now turn back to Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Paul's writing to them and he said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I, the old nature, have been crucified with Christ. So that it's no longer the old nature that lives within me, it is now Christ who lives in me. I'm not running my life anymore. And we have trouble giving up control. It is Christ that's going to run my life. And this isn't a one-time decision. This is a continual decision. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. And if we as believers would come to the point where we realize everything that I'm doing is either the old nature or the Spirit of God. And we would start testing everything that we do. We would come to see a radical transformation in our lives. I mean, from the, the simple little things. What's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Is it the old nature or the spirit? I mean, there is nothing more practical than the spirit of God. He touches every area of our life. And if we would learn to have dependence upon the spirit of God... And learn that, God, I need your wisdom. I need your strength. I cannot do this. God, I want your spirit to lead me. I want you to open your word and, and open my heart to the truths of your word. I want you to, to quicken my spirit that, that when I'm thinking something that's not right, that, that you would remind me and I would turn from it. And, and when I'm tempted to say something, God, May your spirit make me aware of this. That's why he said, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
we we are so we are so good in a bad way of of justifying the old the old nature i mean well I, maybe i shouldn't have done that was it the flesh or the spirit it's not this maybe ground you know what i'm saying it's it's one or the other it's not complicated it's not like there's a hundred it's not like going to choose toothpaste good night what how many different toothpastes are there anymore you know what i mean went to the dentist a week ago and he sent home a little thing this is a, a little tube and I, I thought this toothpaste no it's Gum detoxifying toothpaste. I didn't know my gums needed detoxified, but apparently they do. I even eat kale, and it still needs detoxified, okay? But you can get whatever. I mean, it isn't like there's a hundred choices here. No, it's either the flesh or the spirit. Pow, there it is. And you know what? Most of us live right here. And even when we think we're doing something spiritual, oftentimes it's right here. Because the real test of it is when nobody sees and nobody praises and nobody rewards, do you keep doing what is right? When when people don't do it the way I want it done, forget it. That's that's the old flesh. What's God want me to do? I mean, the key is walking in the Spirit. If we, would, if we would walk in the Spirit in our marriages, in our homes, man, what a place to start. And that's what God wants. And that's what Paul, Paul's writing here. He says, I want you to know that it's no longer me living I'm not calling the shots here. And that's the way it ought to be in our life. What does God want me to do? We are saved by the Spirit. We must continue to walk in the Spirit. So, understanding the Christian life. There's some of you here today that all you have in your life is the old nature. That is it. You are condemned already. There, there is no spiritual life. And, and if something isn't done about this, you will spend eternity separated from God forever in the lake of fire. But God loved you enough that He sent His only Son. He loved the world that He sent His only Son that He is willing, if we call upon Him for the forgiveness of sin, to forgive our sin and give us His Spirit. Then we have life. Then we have a choice. Before every choice you make is the flesh is in control. Then you have a choice. Now am I going to walk in the Spirit, or am I going to walk in the flesh? When someone says something I don't like, am I going to walk in the flesh or in the Spirit? When it rains on my picnic, am I going to walk in the flesh, 
the old nature or the spirit. Everything comes down to that. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Heavenly Father, I pray that as a result of your word, And these truths from your word, I pray that Christians, that we would be much more conscientious of everything that we do, and that we would submit to your spirit, and not submit to the old nature. And Lord, I pray for individuals here today that know in their heart that they have never called upon you for the forgiveness of sin and all that is in their life is the old nature. Lord, I pray that your spirit would draw them to you and that they would submit to you for salvation by calling upon Jesus Christ. Lord, Thank you that you have made it basic. Thank you that you have given us the power of your Spirit dwelling within us to every believer. And Lord, I pray that we truly would walk in your Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together with our...